Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome back to Get Happen Here. This is part two of our discussion on Operation Pride Fall and the Kink Up Pride discourse and the groomer stuff and how they all combine in this really horrifying, really way that I wish they didn't because it's pretty frustrating. So uh, last episode, I, I talked towards the end, I, I, I talked a decent amount about tender queers. Um, and I, I actually would like, would like to define this term here um, and kind of get into why these, why these people are boosting these specific like talking points that are just kind of regurgitate old types of homophobic stuff. They claim it doesn't, but like, it does. You're using this exact same logic. You're just kind of reframing it. So tender queers are this this the type of like, they're kind of like an in-joke for like the queer community of this like personality type. Generally, the, the tender queers are like a, you know, typically a Gen Z or a millennial queer, more likely to be like femme, uh, whether that be like a woman, non-binary or femme person, uh, l- lesbians, uh, you know, femme bisexuals, pansexuals, or like queer soft boys kind of. They feature this like combination of personality, designation, and aesthetic. And they're known for being especially adept at using like watery language of therapy as a means to like get out of most things. Um, everything's about like holding space and healing and intimacy. And it's like it, it's wrapped up in this like jovial, pastel, bubbly package, right? If you throw in some astrology, some like corduroy overalls, shaved heads and round glasses, and you got yourself like a basic tender queer. And a little quote here from an author named uh, Daisy Jones from an, an, an article that they made. Quote, just like the straight soft boy who uses performative sensitivity to get away with being a little shit sometimes, so does the tender queer. <laughs> Tender queer generally uh, refers to a trope in the queer community of a queer person who presents themselves as being sensitive, hypervocal of their feelings, sometimes thought of as prioritizing feelings and hyperintentional language over uh, their own harm and privilege. So they they they, they kind of use like identity politics to avoid accountability. There's like this um, competitive oppression and self-victimization 
they 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 center themselves and their feelings in social or political movements that aren't necessarily about them. They they kind of they prioritize ineffective methods of self care. They utilize like gaslighting and dumping the emotional labor of dealing with your own self uh, onto onto others. Like t tender queers are kind of are they're, they're known to like mask toxicity and manipulativeness in the performative language and aesthetics of, of social justice. They have this like performative, soft hypersensitivity and use identity politics to kind of uh, call out or avoid things that make them uncomfortable and will like and will publicly declare those things as problematic in, a, in an attempt to force others to conform with their own will. So that's why I describe a lot of these like younger younger teens um, who who use these talking points against against quote unquote kink at pride as tender queers because like they're they're people who are really sensitive about what makes them comfortable and they avoid any they try to avoid or campaign against anything that makes them uncomfortable and they use all these like performative turns of phrase and talking points to to avoid having actual discussions about it it's this like weaponization of their marginalized identity as a shield to avoid accountability or to deflect against people challenging them for abusive behavior or in in the in the in like the pride case this like internalized homophobia uh there's there's the uh these little little uh, tweet exchange for some from some people on the super viral uh, pride post from a month ago. Um, I'm 14 and I don't want to see a half naked person in leather straps and a gag at an event I take my family to. And someone replied, like, try glancing at a Mardi Gras or even a public beach before you apply homophobic double standards. And then they this, the poster replied. You think I'm homophobic? I'm literally a trans non-binary lesbian. So again, this is this is <laughs> so this is this is what I mean when I when I when I, when I talk about tender queers, right? There, someone's calling them out for applying this homophobic d double standard on how they view like public semi-nudity, right? Not even like full nudity, just like how they view public semi-nudity, like a bikini or something, right? And then they, they respond by saying, "I'm literally a trans non-binary lesbian." Um, and then went on to say, also, people at those don't wear kink shit, and it's why I don't go to Mardi Gras or large public beaches. It makes me uncomfortable. Seeing a bunch of adults in kink shit being sexual just physically makes me ill. People at Mardi Gras and public beaches don't act sexual or wear kink shit. And so, like... <sighs> I... Feel like you haven't been to Mardi Gras, but that's just outside also, like, of the point. You will see way more skin at a public beach. Most kink shit requ like requires covering your body in a lot of extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if you're wearing a harness or like a latex full leather outfit, you're like showing way less skin than someone wearing a speedo or a bikini. So maybe you're just uncomfortable with people expressing their sexuality. Which, in case, don't go to Pride because that's what Pride's all about. That's the entire point. But yeah, I, the, I, whole, the whole point, like, I'm literally a trans non-binary lesbian. Like, that's, like, su su such a perfect encapsulation of what the tender queer kind of trope is. Um, and, like, not, 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 not many people, like, self-identify self as, as tender queers. It's kind of this joke that the more kind of punky uh, queer community has kind of, it's like, an, we're, we're putting a label on this, this behavioral trend that we've observed. And it's it's kind of a joke, right? I'm not trying to call out specific people. I'm not if if you are soft and emotional and sensitive, cool, whatever. Do do whatever you want. I'm fine. Just don't don't use these things as a shield to justify forcing your will onto other people. It's like, cool to not. It's totally fine to like not like pub people being publicly affectionate or like doing public. Like it's perfectly fine to be uncomfortable with that it's perfectly like that doesn't mean anything yeah. bad it doesn't mean you're a prude it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you but like there's nothing wrong with people wanting to be public with that at a public event celebrating the fact that it's they are now less oppressed for doing that thing like yeah or, or a beach or mardi gras and like make sure you're cognizant if you're engaging in any kind of like socially normalized ideas of like straight stuff is inherently less sexual than gay stuff, right? I always, I mean, I advocate people being able to like get into their own head and figure out why they think certain things. Like this, it's it's this like idea of uh, meta thought, trying trying to think about why you think about things. Um, so if you if you're if you're more uncomfortable with two men kissing than you are with what 
than one man and a woman kissing, you should think about that. You should be like, even even as like even as a trans non-binary lesbian, if you if you if you, if you're more com- if you're more comfortable looking at two men kiss, you should think about why why what social conditioning has caused this to happen because that's something that people have been pushing for a long time. Is that yeah, gay stuff is like more adult or more mature than queer stuff. I think that's a big part of 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 these types of things being at Pride is like pushing back on that idea. Um, so, like, I think, and the reason why we we see more of these now is like there are these baby tender queers who grew up in a world where you were less likely to get fucking assaulted for being gay, while also growing up on the internet in the age of Tumblr and and Instagram. Right, these kids were able to construct their own comfortable, safe bubbled versions of reality online only being exposed to what they want, when they want, right? They get, they, they get to only view it things that they find aesthetically pleasing. Uh, and th- the pandemic certainly heightened this, right? With people being forced to solely exist in their self-catered online worlds. So now with the outside world opening up, some of these soft baby tender queers are going through puberty and are dealing with their quote-unquote uncomfy feelings. Um, and the added notion of being exposed to things that you have specifically not sought out like that, that that causes them to be uncomfortable, right? If if you're if you're if you're a femi person who's just attracted to, uh, to other femi people, having to having to look at dudes be affectionate may not be your cup of tea, but and you may not like enjoy it. But that's like it's just as queer as you are. So it, you shouldn't you can't prioritize your queerness over somebody else's. Um, it's 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 it's. It's like there's this collection of baby gays that gets uncomfortable being reminded that people, like especially people whom they are not personally attracted to, uh, have sex. It's like if they're reminded that this happens and they don't like it, um, it's like it, it feels like they have this sort of like anxiety just about about just looking at something that they perceive as sexual in nature, right? And for this, for, for them, this includes other but differently queer people wearing leather or being semi-nude like dudes being shirtless or women being shirtless for like i think that that's a whole other double standard that should be uh pushed back upon um but like again it's pride's not any more naked than people at the beach uh so you're not it's not actually it they're very selective in the types of things that they that they will they that, that they will focus on and it, it plays into this notion that's used by all like anti-gay legislation that gayness is inherently more sexual than being straight right it's 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 more sexual it's more mature it's more adult uh because for a long time uh being gay was exclusively seen as like a hypersexual deviant act um and now especially among gen z baby queers uh being queer is now less tied to specifically the act of sex right queerness is much more of an like an overarching personal identity now especially as like as it intersects with like gender and stuff right you know whether that be non-binary other stuff stuff like pansexual bisexual what have you but to kind of circle back to the kink and pride stuff people want us dead for being queer uh it doesn't fucking matter if someone's parading around in a collar if you're uncomfortable you should maybe learn to fight actually fight back against people who actually want to kill you like pride was a riot you should you should sort out your uncomfy feelings elsewhere or direct your or direct your uncomfy feelings at the people attacking us. So maybe maybe you don't prop up kink at pride discourse when uh, accusations of queer people being all groomers is that is at an all time high, and there's fascists organizing to like shoot us at pride marches. So maybe consider that before you do discourse on Twitter.com. I'm going to do one little quote and then we will have an ad break. Uh, just going to end this section with a quote from uh, them.com again. Quote. Kinks, sex, and protest are all inherent parts of pride. One of the core tenets of pride is liberation and working against cultural shaming. Calling to, quote, not perform your kinks and fetishes at pride because some minors are there and kink can, quote, sexualize the event, unquote, uh, implies that celebrating sexuality and kink is openly bad. And normalizing these things should be a goal of pride. BDSM, subversive sexuality, and leather culture have enjoyed a long history within the LGBTQ rights movement, and such public displays of sexuality are driven by much more than libido or countercultural impulses. They're an inherent expression of queer culture and queer sexuality, and as such, deserve a place at pride as much as anything else.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Okay, and now it's time to actually get into what the title of these episodes is about. Uh, the Operation Pridefall stuff. We're going to talk about this thing that sucks. Um, so whether you're looking at the conservative groomer discourse or the tender queer kink at pride discourse, you'll see a lot of the same logic, as well as a lot of the same photos. We've, we've talked a lot about memes on the show, and I, I'm not going to get into like, the power of memes very much right now. Uh, but su- suffice to say that um, like a picture can stick in your head a lot easier than a bunch of words can. Um, and throughout the groomer and kick it pride shit, there are a few select photos that people use to demonstrate their opinions on how gay people are a threat to children. Um, either, either there's just pictures of adults in like kink associated garb, usually like full latex bodysuits or pup masks. Um, or, uh, and there's these like specifically like, uh, uh, there's these two specific pictures of kids just like standing next to adults who are wearing pup masks that get used a lot. There's also, there's also a lot of pictures of like drag queen story time. And whenever, whenever I see, any of these very specific pictures. I flash back to when I first came across the original Operation Pridefall 4chan thread back in 2020, because these are actually all of all of the exact same pictures. Um, so Operation Pridefall was a cyber harassment campaign started on 4chan targeting the degeneracy of the LGBTQ community by attempting to sway public opinion against queer people by linking being gay to grooming and pedophilia. So <laughs> checking back in in 2022, oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy, has has things happened? So initially organized on 4chan, Discord, and Telegram right before Pride Month, the campaign set out targets and methods to flood the social media platforms of gay venues, Pride sponsors, and LGBTQ people or supporters with spam, anti-gay memes, and uh, media, usually photos, intended to imply a link between being openly queer and the grooming of children, uh, and operating online under the banner of Operation Pridefall. The, the campaign started on May 10th, 2020, when an anonymous 4chan poster uh, posted a thread on poll outlining Operation Pridefall, uh, which was uh, 
pitching it as a crowdsourced campaign aimed at damaging the LGBTQ community during the month of June of, in 2020. The plan centered around, quote-unquote, red-pilling users in the comments sections of companies that support LGBTQ causes on social media. Uh, the, the, the 4chan post read, quote, Every June, hundreds of massive corporations band together to smother social media in posts in flavor of Pride Month, a code word for the degeneracy that is LGBT activism. Many of these accounts are rather small and get very little engagement, yet they continue to post without backlash. Beginning on June 1st, the goal of Operation Pridefall is to get on Twitter, Instagram, etc., and drop a shit ton of disturbing red pills on homosexuality on the comments of the lesser-known pages. The bigger pages are okay targets, but posts tend to get unnoticed in the sea of other comments. Commenting on smaller pages, ones with less than 100 likes and so, means anyone who views it will see the posts and companies will reconsider their pro-pride posts afterwards." Unquote. So, if you scroll through the archived uh, initial like Pridefall thread, you'll see a crowdsourced collection of pictures that they intended to flood the internet with uh, under, like, in the comments section of posts discussing pride or discussing LGBTQ activism or whatever. Um, so in this, in this like, crowdsourced collection of photos, we see a lot of drag queen story time stuff, but many of these pictures and memes are now the same ones used both in the recent groomer thing and in the past two years of kink at pride discourse. It's, it's, the, exact, it's the exact same photos, um, it's, it's, there's like, there's, there's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of, of photos of like, you know, people in pup masks, or whatever, like waving, waving pride flags. It's, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of them. And the specific ones get used for so much of the groomer shit. Uh, and it, they really started to gain much more visibility during 2020 after the Operation Pridefall thing got launched. The Operation Pridefall 4chan thread also instructed users on how to set up uh, fake phone numbers to make burner accounts to to comment on these on these social media pages. Um, there's an another really interesting part that the Operation Pridefall planning stuff uh, detailed was uh, on on uh, on Discord on the Operation Pridefall uh, servers and channels. The users were planning to repurpose cringy TikTok videos while relabeling them with anti-LGBTQ captions and hashtags. Uh, here, here's a here, here's a quote from their from their from their planning planning Discord. An additional idea: we can red pull Zoomers on TikTok and literally build a fucking puppet army to fuck the shit out of millennials. We should expand this operation to as many social media outlets as possible in order to maximize effort. Let's operate like this. On TikTok, convince any Gen Z sibling or relatives to do some kind of shitty jester, charade, slash whore dance, and then add LGBTQ critical captions on top of it and repost it under trending hashtags. So you see elements of this exact strategy mirrored one year later in libs of TikTok by getting videos of people being, I don't know, kids and like kind of cringy because kids are kind of cringy but videos of kids on tiktok and mischaracterizing you know tiktok videos and adding adding lgbtq talking points on top of them uh to sway the public opinion of queer people it's the it's the exact same strategy as, as a similar idea was also implemented alongside setting up fake dating app profiles to not only spread their anti-gay kind of grooming memes but also to farm viral content by catfishing gay people and getting them to like be in embarrassing interactions uh, n another quote, uh, on Tinder, Bumble, and Grindr, set up fake profiles with legit convincing images and descriptions that criticize LGBT. So it's this, it's a trying to catfish queer people and like, then I guess spam them with pictures of these like grooming memes, um, and see what their reaction is, then post it, right? It's, so the, the, the whole Operation Pridefall strategy might appear pretty simple, right? It's like basically glorified shitposting setting up a bunch of fake sock puppet accounts and demonizing queer people in the comment section of small corporations and influencers. But there definitely is a lot more to it than that, right? There was, there was this element of, like, planned escalation, starting off first as, like, appearing as reasonable commenters, right? Acting in very good faith, just as somebody concerned by kids being exposed to, to sexual materials, whether that be, you know, people in drag at a library reading books or people at a pride parade, Right. So in, in, instead of immediately going on like full 100% gay bashing, uh, 
saying that we should, you know, kill all deviant trans people, uh, which a lot of conservative commentators just say now, like Elijah Schaefer, who just posts memes about ki- wanting to kill trans kids. Um, yep. These 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 board fascists on 4chan tried to coordinate a slow, more insidious approach, which they would hope would just gradually turn the tide of public opinion against queer people. Here's a here's a snippet from one of the Pridefall organizing chats. Quote. Keep it normie, palatable, and friendly. This means no Nazi or Hitler shit. The goal is to make them question whether what they're supporting is really the right thing. So as, as, as Pride Month progressed, the, the, the Pridefall participants coordinated on 4chan, Discord, and Telegram to slowly increase the frequency and intensity of the campaign. Uh, another quote from the organizing chat. Quote, Think about it as waves. Day one is simply questioning homosexuality, and then as the days goes on, it will get worse and worse until the end of Pride Month. So, uh, in, in terms of physical things they actually had, uh, I believe Operation Pride Fall resulted in a few gay events getting shut down. There was like this uh, event at I think it was it was like a like a at a queer nightclub in the UK that, that got shut down. There was a few other like like obvious like like material. Uh, uh, results that, that they had by doing this harassment campaign against venues and corporations. But I think they're just, they were more successful in, first of all, spreading specific memetic images that are now commonly used in the grooming stuff and in the kink of pride stuff, some, some of which these images were not really used in discourse before, but now are commonplace. I think that that's really where more of this idea succeeded. So o- over the course of the month, they, they wanted to get more regular people to start associating members of the LGBTQ community with pedophilia. And in, in, in order to do that, the, the way they see it is by just gradually shifting this discussion. Uh, and then as public opinion uh, alters, they hope that brands will distance themselves from the LGBTQ community and stop doing more, more pride shit. Um, right. So like that was that was a, a, another big part of what their intention was. And they may not have done all that stuff immediately, like they may not may not have succeeded in that, but they definitely did succeed in the prevalence of the images that they were trying to intentionally spread, because that absolutely has happened. Do you know who else loves uh, implanting ideas into your brain? That's 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 right. The the products and services that sponsor this podcast. Woo, go go buy go buy their product or get a job <laughs> at one of the <laughs> you know you know the one I'm talking about anyway here's here's the ads enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Me. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we are we are back. wasn't Wasn't it fun reading about Operation Pridefall? Didn't that just bring bring joy to your ears? I'm so happy. Me it's too. Joy to so um, many parts of me. Yeah. So as we mentioned, a, a big part of their attempts to sway public opinion is by spamming photos and memes that attempt to showcase just how dangerous gay people are to children. Whether that be drag queens doing story time at a library, photos of of gay people doing quote unquote kink at Pride. Um, you know, basically, basically, they're trying to say, how could any reasonable person or corporation support pride? It's essentially a grooming parade, right? That, that's the that's the thing that they were trying to implant. And one of the things that Operation Pride Fall was successful in was popularizing a few of these kink at pride photos, many of which were then subsequently used last year during kink at pride discourse um, and used this year as well, uh, most, mostly by some some like anti-sex people on the left um, and some of these young tender queers, uh, and you know the this this the same photos are used in grooming stuff and in pride fall stuff and and kink at pride stuff because it's the same base psychology at play, right? The, the idea that sexuality in a queer sense is dangerous and way more deviant than sexuality in a heterosexual context, right? Like straight people kissing is rated G, gay gay people kissing is rated PG or PG thirteen. Uh, it's 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 that idea. But accelerate it. Uh, another correlation between the openly homophobic groomer talking points and like the tender queer stuff is is this is this idea that I'm only comfortable seeing expressions of sexuality that I can relate to or also find attractive. And another interesting thing about a, a lot of these photos is that a lot of these photos that they use aren't actually photos of pride. A lot of a lot of the photos that they use are actually from the Folsom Street Fair, which is like a kink festival that takes place in San Francisco every year. Um, And it is (laughs) hard to exaggerate how horny the Folsom Street Fair is. So it's very horny, but also obviously because gay people have sex, gay people also exist at the Folsom Street Fair. Um, they may even uh, wave a pride flag. Shocking. Um, so a lot of these photos that 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 they use in the grooming stuff and in the kink at pride stuff are actually from the Folsom Street Fair. They're not actually photos of pride parades. Um, so it's and it's it's and of course anyone who's been to Pride would kind of know that because. Pride is not like the Folsom Street Fair. <laughs> they are very different events. And that's another good indicator of how a lot of these people who prop up this discourse online have never been to Pride either because they're sharing photos at the Folsom Street Fair and saying it's Pride. Um, obviously, lots of these Nazis on 4chan have never been to the Folsom Street Fair or Pride. Uh, but they they also share these same photos because, hey, it's, it's people who look gay doing sexual things in public. That means it's at Pride and it's a danger to children, even though a lot of them are actually at the Folsom Street Fair. Um, so if then if if you're a queer person and you're reposting these Folsom Street Fair pictures and claiming to be from and claiming that they're from a Pride parade uh, to bash like kink at Pride stuff, uh, reconsider that because you're basically just doing the work that neo Nazis want to do. Uh, just you're just doing it on your own time. Right, like it's you're repurposing the exact same photos that they were that they were putting out there within this context, and just not even not even knowing where these where these where these pictures are from. Um, so stop, stop that. <laughs> Consider not uh, if if you have to like if if you're gonna go to all of this work to denounce queer people for like existing, maybe you should consider why you're doing that. Because wow. That that sucks because calling the Folsom Street Fair a pride parade and then demonizing it because and then and then demonizing pride because there's people who act like pretty kinky is not not great because that's not what anything is happening. You're none of none none of that is accurate. So that's it's really frustrating to look at 
to look at all of all of the ways these things these things combine because you get you get tender queers sharing Folsom Street Fair pictures, you get conservative politicians sharing them, all calling them pride stuff. Which again, like a lot of the stuff you see there isn't even like a lot of them isn't like a lot of the pictures don't even have like full nudity. Um, so that's not necessarily like it's not it's not even super abhorrent, but it's you're conflating these these things in a really disingenuous way. And you're just repeating the exact same things that Nazis have been trying to get you to repeat for years. And you should consider why that happens. So all of the grooming stuff obviously has gotten has gotten worse in the in the past few months. Uh definitely de definitely ballooned around the around the don't say gay bill. And this this got tied into a whole bunch of stuff happening in Florida with the Disney Corporation. And a lot of the grooming stuff got tied to conservatives attacking Disney now um, and calling Disney a grooming organization. Uh, we've had we've had far right candidates show up in front of in front of Disney World to do protests. We've had Nazis show up in front of Disney World to do protests. We've seen a lot of mega people show up at Disney World to do protests. Um, all against Disney's grooming of children by including anything not straight in any of their materials, which is already like so little. Um, yeah, which is also like, just extremely funny of like imagining you, you bring Walt Disney Walt back Disney. to the bed and he's yes. like, what is it? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, guys, we're all on the same side here. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, do you, I don't know if I really actually think that like, do do all these all these people actually think that millions of teachers, Democrats, corporate entertainment creators are all complicit in a, in a long term planning of like to to sexually groom minors? S some some might believe that right that that kind of that kind of overlaps with some QAnon stuff and the paranoia around like child trafficking, but I think others understand that they're kind of being hyperbolic and they're being inflammatory to get people angry and to get people like very very like active in their in their hatred of gay people right they needs to old school homophobia kind of became a bad look they need to find a new way to rebrand it and now it's with this groomer stuff and like gay teachers trans teachers right gender identity stuff right a lot of it's is now wrapped up in like trans issues um but I, I I want to read this quote by a a, a right wing writer named Rod Dreer. Oh, uh, it, it, was, God, it was it was it was it was cited in the Atlantic, <gasps> and I think it's actually a really good look uh. at how the people who are smart on the right, um, how that they are intentionally using this grooming label. Quote about the term groomers. It's usually used to describe pedophiles who are preparing innocent kids for sexual exploitation. I think it is coming to have a somewhat broader meaning. An adult who wants to separate children from a normative sexual and gender identity to inspire confusion in them and to turn them against their parents and all the normative traditions and institutions in society. It may not be specifically to groom them for sexual activity, but it is certainly to groom them to take them on a sexual slash gender identity at odds with the norm. Which really, God, I think I that that quote, that, yeah. that quote really showcases what's going on in their brains there. Yeah, well, and, and this is something I think like Dreher, like Rob Dreher in particular, doing this, I think is is a really bad sign because for people who don't know who Rob Dreher is, he's like a weirdo Catholic guy. Um, he's been like a right wing like Catholic. Uh, I think he's a, a right wing Catholic sort of columnist for a long time, and like. You know, if you go back to like 2017, his big thing was this whole was this thing called the Benedict Option, which was basically like. Okay, so like secular societies become corrupted. I uh, like Christians should just pull out of it, right, and go live in their own communities. That could be sort of like like you know we we like we we we've 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 lost this world. We have to like create a new world in which we can live our own sort of like Christian truth or whatever. And he 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 was in this long running kind of like battle with a a, a sort of like. I guess like op openly phalangist, kind of like openly fascist. I mean, not quite openly fascist, but like pe people people who are reading, uh, like what's his name, uh, people who are reading Schmidt and like the Nazi lawyers who were like, okay, well, we, in, in, you know, in, in, instead of in, in, as opposed to this thing of like we're Catholics, we're going to pull back from the world. Uh, their thing was we're going to use we're we're going to use like the state to enforce Christian doctrine. 
And Dreher had sort of like fought that. And the fact that Dreher is now just full on in this grooming shit, right? That is really bad. Yep. And and looking again, you know, if, if, if you want to go back into sort of history, right? Like this is this is the kind of flip that happened that brought the evangelicals into the political scene, right? Like you have this flip from like people being like, well, the rapture is coming in sight is impure, so we're not going to become be politically engaged to, oh, hey, look, we can use the state to just like destroy our political enemies and create the kingdom of heaven on earth. And yeah, this is, <laughs> this is not good. This is. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but I think specifically that quote's a really good insight to yeah, how yeah, the smart conservatives who like yeah. know what they're doing, like they know it's not actual grooming, but it's it, the, if they can if they can use that word within the context of being like it's about getting it's about getting kids to adopt a non-normative sexual mm. identity. It's again, it's like non-normative, right? It's, it's it's confusion in them, turning them against the institutions in society, right? All of all of these things that is that is mirrored across lots of the grooming discourse, the kink and pride discourse, all this kind of stuff. It's 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 the same. It's the same thing. It's like a non-normative sexuality is more sexual than a normative sexuality. It's this whole idea, man, and it's not great because it's not going to stop with kids either. Uh, it's not gonna, uh, we, we, I talk with, I've talked with this a lot, how, how once they ban, you know, trans healthcare for minors, they're going to bump it up to age 25, then they're going to bump it up to no one has it at all. Yep. And he, I have, I got, I got an uh, update on that front. Um, so, uh, first of all, for recent l legislation, there's the, um, Alabama felony healthcare ban for trans youth, which forcibly detransitions teens across the state. Um, that, 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 that just got enacted. And in Missouri, there's a similar bill in the works, officially titled the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act. Um, and it applies to, individual, to individuals younger than 18 years old. Um, and it would, it would inhibit Missouri uh, uh, physicians and healthcare providers to, and prevent them from providing gender-affirming uh, healthcare to patients. And it turns out Missouri lawmakers a few weeks ago were debating the bill seeking to restrict access to gender-affirming care for minors and and they also suggested that access to medical interventions like hormones be withheld from transgender and non-binary individuals until at least their 25th birthday yep. during public hearing Yay. a few weeks ago in Missouri's for House Bill 2649 Lori Haynes a psychologist testified that she believes young adults under the age of 25 are unable to fully comprehend the dramatic and drastic and irreparable changes their body will go under if they receive gender affirming medical treatments like puberty blockers or hormone therapies uh, Hayes also said that she supported uh, getting conversion therapy for trans kids yeah I'll bet she thinks that 18 year old should be able to buy AR-15s, though. Join the military. Oh. Join the military. Become a cop. Become cops. So it's already happening. Uh, we already have lawmakers and we have psychologists being brought in to testify that this is the case. People, they want This is going to be the next thing. They, they want this to happen. Um, now, I'm just, just going to say, obviously, uh, a re recent study published in the, Journal of America, in, the, in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that receiving gender-affirming care, including purity blockers and hormones between the ages of 13 and 20, is associated with 60% lower odds of moderate or severe depression and 73% lower are odds of suicidality. Uh, another study published late last year by the Trevor Project found that among transgender and non-binary minors, Hormone therapy was associated with nearly 40% lower odds of recent depression or a suicide attempt over the last year, and a lot of the effects of puberty blockers and even hormonal replacement therapy actually are reversible and are not damaging. Um, so, I mean, but we we all know that. Uh, there's that horrible uh, uh, Matt Walsh trans documentary coming out soon. Oh, God. Yeah, um, yeah that, yeah. And yeah. He, he definitely, I know in the trailer, he, he says that uh, one of the drugs used to give puberty blockers to minors is also used as a chemical castration for sexual assault uh, uh, perpetrators, uh, which is kind of true, but it's castration in the sense that you need to take the drug always for it to work. It yeah, is a it's, like, it, it's a hormone blocker. It stops look, testosterone dude, like, from, from being produced. Fucking... If you go off of it, it's going to happen again. It's not a permanent castration. It's going to suppress testosterone. You, you know so, what? A, a, a popular medication for people with heart problems is also it, a highly yes. explosive compound. 
Oh no! Yeah, it turns well, I mean, out and, things yeah, can like, be used in different ways. Yeah, like like one one hundred percent of cancer victims are found with dihydrogen monoxide in their system. Like so, but yeah. Anyway, this, this, we're going to see like, a lot of we're going to see a lot of lies about HRT coming up soon because this Matt Walsh documentary is going to be stupid. But again, he he doesn't understand the science. Obviously, he's he's a propagandist. Um, but the the last thing I want to talk about here is what's going to be happening in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, so taking taking their cue from the uh, the 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 I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm quoting I'm gonna quote an article here by uh, di, by Daily Cost. Uh, they did a really a really really good write up. Uh, David uh, Newert wrote it. Um, ah, uh, da- David David Newert for the record, like the thing that uh, he has been this beat that that we're in, like writing about these people. David's been doing it for like thirty years. He's he's, he's amazing. He's he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quote from him here. This is the last thing we'll 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 close with. Um, Taking a cue from the incoming tide of far right fear mongering about grooming and an LGBTQ agenda in schools and libraries, a group of Idaho biker militiamen are planning to show up to confront people celebrating Pride at an event in downtown Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Idaho, and in, in a public park next month. Uh, two men from the leadership of Panhandle Patriots, a militia-oriented bikers club based in northern Idaho, Justin Allen, the group's vice president, and Jeff White, its sergeant-at-arms, uh, told a recent gathering at a church hosted by Republican State House member Heather Scott that they plan to have a gun-driven event next month in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, the same day as the city's Pride celebration at a park less than a mile mm. away, and they planned a confrontation. Um, I'm going to play a clip of them announcing this. Uh, And yeah, give it a listen. These parades are government funded. Many of you aren't aware right now, in Coeur d'Alene, on the 10th of June, there is Family Day. And in Family Day, they are promoting family values, activities, and everything. The very following day, they are having Gay Pride Day. In the very same park, the very next day, where they would be allowed to parade through all of Coeur d'Alene, drag queen dancers, education hour, making all this material available for all the kids in a park that is designed for kids. We are having an event the very same day. That very same day, we actually intend to go head to head with these people. A line must be drawn in the sand. Good people need to stand up. As she was talking about the repercussions, we say, damn the repercussions. Stand up. Take it to the head. Go to the fight. If you can, possibly. We know a lot of you are in Bonner. We live in Bonner County. We are fighting in multiple counties. We are asking for all of you to come stand with us. Our event is advertised as Gundalane because it's an anniversary of when we stood to protect our community. We're standing again to protect our community. We shifted our date to be available to go head to head with these people. They are trying to take your children. This fight is not just paper. It's not just words. It's not just politicians. They have to see people standing in their face saying no more. So wow, that sucked, uh, and is entirely uh, entirely expected. Um, so the 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 meeting at this at this uh, church, read by a Republican uh, House member, was titled "The Game Plan to Remove Inappropriate Materials in Our Schools and Libraries." Uh, it was it was held at a uh, Calvary mm-hmm. Chapel uh, in a small town north of Sandpoint, Idaho. Uh, Scott has a long history of associations and identifications with the far right patriot movement, specifically in, in Idaho, and it, it was bad. Um, Heather Scott, the Republican State House member, um, about an hour into the night, uh, uh, Scott invited the two militia dudes up to the podium to speak, and they said that. So, yeah, it's uh, in in a flyer posted by the Panhandle Patriots advertising their planned confrontation. At, at 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 Pride, uh, at, at a flyer that they made shows shows a drag queen reading at a public library, and urges people to join in and standing up against the indoctrination and grooming of our children. And if you don't protect children, you are part of the problem. 
So yeah, they're planning to take a whole bunch of guns the same day as a pride parade, and we'll see what happens. Um, I love <sighs> that. That's that we're just gonna see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I, Jenny, very incredibly deeply hope we're not reporting on the result of that because. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, before you share King at Pride discourse, think this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you engage this in, in this type of rhetoric that queer sexuality is inherently more dangerous to kids because anyway. I'm sad now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't really an upper of, of an episode. Um, you don't say. <laughs> but but it's, it is important to talk about. Um, yes. So if you're going to Pride this year, Please be careful, because there's a lot of a lot of worsening attacks on queer people. Bring a knife back. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to do this. But this but is the world we live bring in. Bring a knife back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that does it for us today. It it could happen here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it doesn't happen here. Um, but it could. could happen here is a production of cool zone media for more podcasts from cool zone media visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts you can find sources for it could happen here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources thanks for listening trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.